My biggest fear would be when the first comes and I don't get the rent. I found that my tenant had dumped concrete down my toilet. Can you believe Fair Housing fined me $5,000 for that? How do you onboard your tenants? What do you do? I don't even know if I do it right. If you're a landlord, don't just rent, rent perfect. The Rent Perfect Podcast with property expert and private investigator, David Pickron. Well, here we are again today at the Rent Perfect Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. Scott Aubrey is joining us again. Scott, how are you doing? Great and happy to be here. That is awesome. Scott, I want to start off the story today. Um, probably about four years ago, I went up to Payson, Arizona, about an hour and a half north of Phoenix, kind of like a little vacation, mm-hmm. weekend, pop, so, and, mm-hmm. you know, I just figured I worked hard in my life and I was going to just buy me a little retreat and a little getaway. And uh, so I bought a little place up there and uh, couldn't go there for a couple months for some reason. And uh, so I decided, you know what, it's furnished. It's, you know, I'm an investor. Let me put this on a short-term rental, VRBO. And maybe someone can stay in there and just make me a couple months of, of rent before yeah. before I can start, you know, going up yeah. and enjoying it. Yep. And uh, I'll be darned if uh, that didn't become a hot property. And every weekend it was booked, and then it was booked. And in the first year I had it, I went there a total of three times in between bookings. And I had no idea back in the day when I was doing mostly long-term that this need was out there. And so I kind of stumbled across short-term rentals, um, just trying to make a quick buck for a couple months on a property that ended up being a gold mine. And I, I, uh, I was hoping you were going to start taking more Fridays off so I could take more Fridays off, but you were <laughs> here for the whole year. <laughs> kind of backfired. I was excited for that property, too. <laughs> you know, it's next to a nice golf course yeah, up there. Yep. And, uh, man, we had dreams of, uh, yeah, three-day weekends yeah. and golfing. And, you know, uh, I've stayed there a sum total of zero nights because it's, <laughs> I think, for four years, uh, it's been very, very few weekends that we've been open. It, so uh, it I love was, that property for you, though. It was a little diamond in the rough for me, yep. and I didn't buy it with that uh, with that in mind, but uh, it's worked out so well. I bought the two lots next door to it. I got a couple investor friends to buy the next two lots and a couple others to buy the next two lots, and now we've got six lots in a row having construction on it right now with more homes for these short-term rentals. And so I want to talk a little bit today with you as a fellow Mm short-term rental owner, um, you know, what if we have a long-term rental in our portfolio that would be perfect for a short-term rental because I make six times the amount of money on a short-term rental than I do on a long-term. And they're so much more lucrative, but they're not every single property. Right. And so I wanted to talk about possibly taking people's portfolio right now and having them go through their head and saying, hey, is this, would one of my properties meet these cr- this criteria where I can make a lot more money off mm-hmm. of the property? So um, what do you look for when you're looking for a short-term rental versus a long-term rental? Is there anything particular? I, I think for number one for me is destination, really. Um, I got a good friend uh, who in Gilbert here tried to short-term rental their 5,000-square-foot custom home. They thought, oh, we're going to kill it with this thing. N- never once. It, in the middle of a regular neighborhood in a suburban area. Nothing never, special never, about it. Just no, big. just big. Uh-huh. Never once got rented. And they quickly turned it into 
their full-time residence again because they <laughs> because they realize quickly they're like, oh geez so for me it's destination um you know we've got i've got some property up in up in utah near some ski resorts and uh to me that's a draw i mean it's a great right. draw especially i mean we're getting ready to come into this ski season and and uh, daddy sees lots of dollar bill signs in his eyes right because it's a great property right. um, it's a great property in the summer um, and then it's a property that i can utilize in the kind of the shoulder seasons but for me it's that place it's like is it is it somewhere that's a draw Right. If there's something, uh, you know, if there's something, uh, uh, is there a corporate, a corporate need, or is there a hospital nearby that has has need for short term housing? If there's a cancer right. center, things like that. I mean, I'm looking at these things as far as a destination of like, what is the amount of traffic that's going to drive to that area? That's right. that's key right. for me. Right. And you made a great point because I have four, uh, wait, three condos and a little home that are next to MD Anderson Cancer Center. Mm-hmm. And I went in there and talked to him and said, hey, I will make sure the carpets are all clean, the air ducts are all done between every, you know, short term. Now, those, when I say short term, aren't the weekend stayers. Those are a month or two getting, you know, some cancer treatments Mm -hmm. and stuff. And so I go to them and and short term housing here in the Phoenix market, you know, is hard to find. And so I went in and said, listen, I will make sure I got a healthy, no pet, Mm -hmm. you know, no pet dander left over, no nothing. And... So, yeah, I didn't need a golf course. I didn't need a ski resort. But there was a need that I found that keeps these places, people call me all the time, you know, that are going in for, right. for certain treatments. And some of these people live here in Phoenix, but they live far away from the hospital. And they want them, once they get their chemo, to get, like, back to a house and back in bed, like, within in minutes. right? In minutes. Yeah. And, and so, you know, that is, uh, that is one for me. I have one down in Mexico. And I mean that's a beach property. Right, again, destination, right? Yeah. yeah. So I light it up in the summertime a, a ton mm-hmm. down there, just south of San Diego. Um, but yeah, once again, a destination. But I want to go further than that because I think most people know that kind of a VRBO type would have to be mm-hmm. a vacation type. But we touched on a little bit about around a hospital. What else locally could be here that would make your place a destination place? So I'm thinking. Are you next to the football stadium? Mm-hmm. Are you next to a golf course? Right? Yep. What I find is when mom um, is trying to find that place to stay for her family, she doesn't want to stay in a hotel. There's no kitchen. Right. Everyone's in a lockout or they're down the hallway. She doesn't like her kids down the hall. She wants everybody kind of in the same, know, in the same yeah. thing. <laughs> but it's interesting, too, because a lot of the, the s- comments I get are, you know, um, She's worried about her husband. She wants her husband to have a good time, which is which is really interesting, and right. I love it. But, you know, my husband has a bad back. How's your bed? Uh, my husband needs a jacuzzi. Do you have a jacuzzi? Or mm-hmm. is it available in the neighborhood? My husband likes to golf, you know. Um, what hiking trails would my husband like to? It's, it's interesting because I think that's a fantastic wife right there. Yeah. But, there, you know, usually most of the time I am dealing with the, the female um, of the, you know, of the group. She seems to be the coordinator, and I'm just making general assumptions, mm-hmm. but um, but it's, it's great because they always have everybody else in mind. Uh, I've got another place um, that's next to some softball fields that they have softball yeah. tournaments at every weekend. Right. And that place is just I was going to mention that. Yeah, that's a, there's a constant turnover there. Soccer fields. Mm-hmm. Um, when I used to travel with my daughter when she was in college and we'd be traveling in her, in her college golf matches, I would always try to stay you know, at some place next to a golf course. Um, and that attracted me to, to do that. Mm-hmm. And so there are not just vacations, but there are places that if you have a long-term rental, you know, the reality is you need to clean it out, clean it up, 
it has to be a tip-top shape. No yeah. one wants to rent just an average Joe house on right. their vacation. Uh, maybe a little bit modern, and um, it just needs to be next to a place that is drawing people on school events, sporting events, you know, stuff like that. Yep. So, um, man, I'm just telling you, just I have taken um, eight homes in the last four years since I bought that place in Payson I was telling mm-hmm. you about, and I've turned them into short-term rentals, and they've been fantastic. Yeah, and I know. I've, I've watched you. I've watched you flourish in that market. That's awesome. Yeah, and I always so teach, hey, pick a lane. Like, I was long-term, 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 right. long-term, long-term, and it's funny how, you know, just with the times, uh, I found something better than, uh, than my Well, and I mean, we're aging, too, right? We're, we're both... Uh, Middle-aged, so uh, a ge- that's a generous uh, statement. But, <laughs> but the reality is, you mean you do you want to do a thirty-year long-term hold on a house anymore at age fifty-one? Yeah, not really. I mean, your 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 investment goals may have changed, and so again, right. that's another thing you look at as as far as converting things. Like, what's my what's my sh- is it my short-term or long-term? What what is really my goal here? So, and and a lot of people will think, you know, hey, short-term is just so high maintenance. You have to have someone in there and clean up in between people and. If you find the right cleaner and you pay him or her well, mm-hmm. you'll have no problem finding someone to take care of that place. And in a way, you know, on, on uh, say, for example, on my properties on, on VRBO, I charge a $200 cleaning fee. I pay my cleaning people $150 of that. I keep 50 for supplies, toilet paper, mm-hmm. you know, uh, laundry detergent, all that stuff. Um, so the people are paying for that, that are renting your place. So not only are they paying you 200 bucks a night, but at the, in addition, they're paying a $200 cleaning yeah. fee, right? So we're getting our, our people who are renting from us to pay for our employee who's turning the property. Mm-hmm. And in our market, $150 to turn a three bedroom, two bedroom condo or whatever, th- it takes them a couple hours. They're pretty happy yeah. making that, that wage. But what I find then is then they're invested in my property. So if I'm even away from my property, um, you know, say in Payson or you're mm-hmm. up in Utah and we have these people, we can call them up and say, hey, um, the the renter is having a hard time with the remote. Can you just swing by there real quick and help them with the remote? Or, hey, there's this broken. Can you find a vendor up right. there to take care of this? Because they want that place operating because they want their $150 right. cleaning fee. Yep. So I have found that my short-term rentals – take no more time out of my schedule than my long-term rentals. And I make six times the amount of money. And that's significant. I mean, that's pretty significant. It's huge. Yeah. So look yeah. at your portfolio. I'm telling you, if you have any questions, give us a call. Hit us up in the comment section. You can call and ask for me. Talk to me directly. I would love to help you make six times more money on a, on a property in the right location mm-hmm. with the right... Um, you know, flavor to it. I, one more, one more. I was going to wrap this up, but I got one more thought. I have a friend who has a five-acre parcel out in rural Utah. He just bought a home from 1850 that's originally built in 1850. And he's putting together this whole experience of living in a home on five acres in 1850. You're not going to go there and get a jacuzzi, right? Yeah, dysentery maybe, but not a jacuzzi. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> But if you're looking for a throwback experience of what it would be like to live in Mm -hmm. 1850 in a house in 1850 on five acres, he's going to offer that to you. Now, it's not ready yet, and I don't 
I can't report whether it's right. success or not. But there are people who rent out airplanes in South America you can stay in, mm-hmm. right? I think down in Cancun we were talking about um, uh, treehouse treehouses yeah. that yep. people people are yeah. are renting down there. So if you have that experience, in addition to we talked about just turning your everyday portfolio mm-hmm. in the city. But if you're really thinking about, hey, I've got this rural property somewhere. Maybe there's a, a story to tell there. There's an experience there that mm-hmm. people will sign up and want to stay in. I know you can rent tents, uh, igloo or uh, not igloos, but uh, teepees. Teepees, teepees. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are all kinds of experiences out there. So get creative. Make six times the amount of money long-term rental. Well, Scott, thanks for joining us today. Um, you know, it's been great talking about long-term and short-term rentals and what works out. Um, we just want success there. That's right. So go find your success and continue to rent perfect.